Merry Christmas. We are here today to celebrate that a Savior has been born. We are here today to rejoice and be glad because on to us the light of the world has dawned. We are here to praise God because Jesus has come into our world to save us, to redeem us, and to call us into the light. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We are glad that you are here today as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today I'm going to be preaching from John's gospel. The gospel of John has this verse in it that describes the birth of Christ. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I want us to think about the, the power of light. You know the reason we put light on our, our trees, we, we decorate our homes with light at Christmas times, is not to compete with our neighbors. It's because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. That's what we proclaim, that a light shines in the darkness. Have you ever wondered what is light? Let's nerd out for just a second and think about the, the nature of light. Maybe you're not one of those people that wonder these things, but I do. So what is light? Well, it's really interesting. Light is both a subatomic particle and a wave. It's two things at once. A subatomic particle means this. You know, in an atom you have neutrons, protons, electrons, and you have these things, like quarks, and all these things flying around. Well, light is a particle that's infinitesimally small, and it has no mass. That's what makes it unique. It has no mass. And because it has no mass, light travels at a constant speed in a vacuum, thus the speed of light and how Einstein developed the theory of relativity. We won't go into all that today. But at the same time, light is, is a particle. It's also a wave. So it has two dual realities. Kind of like the light of the world, Jesus Christ, that was born to us, is fully God and fully man. We know that light has these two realities. But perhaps the, the coolest thing about light is it seems like just a small amount, just a, a, a tiny flicker, is incredibly more powerful than an infinite amount of darkness. That a little bit of light has such amazing power over the dark. You know, the absence of, darkness, of light is darkness. And darkness can be really disorientating. I mean, after all, things go, you know, scary in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, we can be lost, we can be confused, and it can be difficult for us to find our way. And it's one of our, our greatest fears, right? The fear of the dark. It's perhaps one of the, the first fears that we have. Remember when you were a kid? What was the thing that we were afraid of the most? The dark. And so what do we do, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas? We put a nightlight in the room. Yes, some of you are grown adults, and you still have one. Right? I, I remember a time where I was disorientated in the dark. It was a September evening 
probably about a decade ago, and I went out for a bow sit, my first one of the year. I'm a hunter. And I walked out into this wooded area where I was hunting and, and didn't see a thing. And it was one of those nights where there was cloud cover and there was no moon. And, and so that meant that all the stars, you couldn't see them. They had no light to give. There was no moon. There was no light to give. And so I, I waited till very dark and the coyotes were howling around me. It's kind of an eerie thing, right? And I thought, okay, now I've got to walk back to my truck, which is about a quarter mile away, but on a winding path through the woods. No problem. I'll just go into my backpack and grab my, my light, right? My, my trusty headlamp. But I went into my backpack and guess what was not there? Because Paul was not prepared. There was no headlamp. Well, I thought, no problem. Then I'll just grab my, my cell phone. That's got a flashlight on it. Guess what was not there as well? That was in the truck. I left it there. And so I had to get back in, in this complete darkness. And so I got down out of my stand, and, and I'm, I'm kind of looking for this little trail, this little path uh, that's, that's through the, the field and the woods in order to get back. And I'm going really slowly, and my eyes are just straining to see anything, to see where I'm going to make sure that I don't go off path. The dark is disorientating. And I'm walking along, and I get about maybe 100 feet down the path, and, and I notice I'm not alone. Right? And, I, and I, there's something. It's not very big, but there's something in front of me on the path. And so I just get down like this, and I'm looking, and I'm squinting, and I see this black object with a solid white stripe. <laughs> and I'm literally standing like this, looking at it, thinking, oh, crap. And I turned my head, just waiting for the worst to happen, and I stood there like that for what seemed like an eternity to me, but probably was only a few seconds. And that skunk went scampering away. Whew, I was so relieved. And so I continued down the path another 50 feet, and there's that dumb skunk. <laughs> and what should have taken me 10 minutes to get back to my truck took me like an hour and a half as I danced with a skunk in the dark. I never got sprayed, though. Praise God. The, the darkness can be disorientating. Of course, this is a metaphor. It's a metaphor for our lives. Oftentimes, in our dark world, we can lose our way. And we can feel like we're just stumbling around in the darkness, trying to find a way, not sure where should we go. A guy named Frederick Buechner said this once about darkness. If darkness is meant to suggest a world where nobody can see very well, either themselves or each other, or where they are heading, or even where they are standing at the moment, if darkness is meant to convey a sense of uncertainty, of being lost, of being afraid, if darkness suggests conflict between races, between nations, between individuals, that we live in a world that knows much about darkness. And boy, does that seem to be true if we watch the news today. May I be so bold to propose to you today that, that at the root of all of this, the root of why our culture is so divided, the root of why our world is so divided, at the root of the reason 
This world is so violent and so unjust sometimes. The, the reason why there seems to be a lack of clarity in our culture today regarding morality, the reason today we have so much yet some have so little and go hungry, the reason that, that we have so many ways to connect yet so many of us are isolated and alone is precisely because we have wandered far away from the light. Chasing after things that we think will show us the true path, but they're just the route to deeper confusion. And so for those of us who feel like life sometimes is about stumbling in the dark, I'm here to proclaim to you this Christmas some good news, some words from the prophet Isaiah, the, the, Isaiah, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Isaiah prophesied this hundreds of years before that light of the world entered in. Let's think about the circumstances of Jesus' birth. It was a, a silent night, a holy night, yes, but it was also a dark night night. Here were some of the, the, the political realities of Jesus' time. Jesus is part of the nation of Israel. They're an occupied country. They have no freedom. They have a puppet government that's run by a tyrant named Herod. Herod has lost all of his religious conviction and is simply interested in maintaining power in brutal ways and making sure that his legacy is lived on through his own descendants. The emperor of, of the Roman world is a guy named Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus came to power about 40 years prior to this when a, uh, his emperor, the emperor before him, Julius Caesar, was brutally murdered by the Senate, if you remember your history story. Augustus seized this opportunity uh, to, to win the nation by force. And historians say that he entered in a time in the Roman world that was known as the Pax Romana. In other words, the, the peace of Rome. The largest empire that the world had ever known. The largest land territory that the world had ever known. The Pax Romana. But it was a peace won by brutality. It was a peace kept by violence. And you can only imagine that in the, the the homes of people like Mary and Joseph who were being forced to take a census, not so that the emperor knew who his citizens were, so that he could tax them on top of the unfair taxes they were already receiving. There were whispers. There were prayers going up for freedom and for a revolution. And in the midst of this darkness, Mary and Joseph, they leave their hometown of Nazareth to go to Bethlehem because David, I mean, Joseph was of the line of David, and that was David's hometown, and he needed to complete the census there. And Mary was, was very pregnant, and when they get to this town, it said that there's no room at the inn. Well, there probably wasn't inns. It was just simply people practiced hospitality. It was a small town, maybe a couple hundred people. And people would open up their homes to other traveling relatives and people were coming in for this census. And Mary, Joseph got there too late and there simply was no place for them to sleep. 
And so they lay their head in the only place available, most likely a little cave that was next to a house where barnyard animals and farm supplies would have been kept. And it's in this squalor, in the middle of the darkness of the night, in a violent and unjust world, to a young woman and a young man who were obscure to the world, that the light of Christ was born. The Savior of humanity entered in, that God became incarnate. Only God himself could orchestrate such a plan to begin the rescue mission to save all of humanity. The Savior of the world was born in the darkness. And I believe what that means for you and I is we know this, that God is with us in the dark. I don't know about you, but, but I think I need to hear that today. I need to hear that. Maybe you've been walking in the dark. You, you, you feel like you've been drowning in grief. And you just can't catch a breath. Anxiety, it fills most of your days. Worry about where you're going to go, how you're going to make it, how you're going to survive, how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to get by. You look at the, the division in our world and, and how families have turned on families because of divisive politics in our world today. And, and you wonder, will it ever get better? Is there any solution? Is there any way out of all of this? Maybe you're experiencing the brokenness of life caused by addiction, by separation, by the pain that we inflict on one another. In other words, you know what it's like to stumble around in the dark and have no clue where you are going. Jesus was born in the dark of the night for you so that you might know that God is with us in the dark. This is the, the good news of Christmas when this world attempts to, to blind us and do its worst, when the enemy's at our feet seeking to destroy our lives, a light has come. And that light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. And so to ask you today, can you see that Christmas light? The very beginning of scripture tells us that in the first act of creation, the universe was filled with darkness and void. And God speaks. And this is what he says. He says, let there be light. And there was light. In the Psalms, King David, broken by his own sin and the mistakes that he's made in ruling his people and the hurts of this world and the pressure of his enemies, wrote this, thy word, God's word, is a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The prophet Isaiah writes to God's people as they experience captivity and they are 
exiled into another nation. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and the glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And that baby Jesus, who was the light of the world, born in the darkest night, grows to be a man full of grace and truth. And he says about himself in John's gospel, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of Life, did you hear that good news? The light of the world has come into this world so that you might know him and never walk in darkness. How was this accomplished? Well, that light of the world, he was hung on a tree. And it wasn't a Christmas tree, right? It wasn't a tree full of beautiful baubles and handmade decorations and sparkling lights. No, the light of the world was hung on the darkest of places. It was a tree devised by that Roman Empire, a tree meant to shame and humiliate people. There was no decorations on it. It was made of rough hewn wood, two beams opposed to each other. If that had any decoration, it was the blood of countless numbers of criminals who had been crucified there before. And on that cross, Jesus' red blood flew. And that is the color of Christmas. It's why Santa wears red. It's why these flowers are red today. It's why so many of you are wearing red today. Because the symbolism of that, the history of that, is because we know that Jesus' blood covers our sin. And on that tree, the light of the world cried out to God. And he gave up his spirit. And he died. And you would think that darkness seemed to have won. But people of hope, Jesus is the light. And darkness cannot win. The grave couldn't hold him. Jesus is the resurrection and the light and life of the world. And by his death, he put to death our greatest enemy. You see, each and every one of us will face a darkness, a mortality at the end of our life that we, by our own power and strength, can do nothing about. But because God became incarnate, became one of us, put skin on, and died the death for us, we know that his light shines even in the greatest despair and darkness of our lives. And that's why we need Christmas. Because we need Jesus to take away the sin of the world. Can you see the light? 
People of hope, your light has come. He is our king forever and always. A light shines in the darkness, and that means that we have a hope that the world cannot take away. A light shines in the darkness, and that means that God's love, his forgiveness, and mercy is poured out upon all of humanity, the whole world, for all to receive, that we might be forgiven and live at peace with one another and with God. A light shines in the darkness, and that means that we can know God, not just know him intellectually, we can know him personally, invite him into our lives to be our savior and our best friend we can speak to him every day and give him our brokenness and hurts a light shines in the darkness and that means that God is Emmanuel God is with us and no matter how dark it gets you are never alone he is with you always even to the end of the age a light shines in the darkness and that means that nothing not one thing in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ a light shines shines in the darkness and he is the way and he is the truth and he is the life forever and forever and forever. Amen. Can you see the light? The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. Merry Christmas, people of hope. May you walk today and always in the light. Amen. Father, you are the light and life of all humanity. We praise you, Lord, because only you could think of such a plan to come in such a vulnerable, innocent way. The majesty of you in a helpless babe. Such mystery is too much for me to fathom, Lord, but it's good news beyond my wildest dreams because I know that you are with us and you love us and you are a light in the darkness. Amen.